Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 194 for the week of September 24, 2011. I'm your host, Chris Rivets, here. I've got a bunch of wonderful RP Gamer standby, uh, standards here with you this this week. Uh, yeah, that's a little awkward, but let's just keep moving. Uh, Anna Marie Neufeld. Good morning. John Yearworth. Uh, I had to change my name to Quinzilia because the name, uh, I can't hear you over the sound of how awesome my import games collection doesn't fit into the IRC Nick field. Oh, did you get a good game? Well, yes. Oh, well, all I saw that you were playing was a Tales game, so I, I didn't know. Um, Go screw yourself, Chris. <laughs> and finally, Emmanuel Marino. Turbo boosting his way back into the RPG cast. That's right. Uh, we've all been uh, obsessing over this wonderful little article written by some person on the internet about whether or not Diablo 3 should have been uh, done from a first-person perspective. You can find it if you just search for Diablo 3 Game Spy. And uh, y- the internet kind of collectively slapped this guy in the face for being such an idiot and writing this article. And it's fun to watch the responses over at neogaf.com. Jeff Green especially. Um <laughs> Just uh, real fun. Anyway, so we're gonna we've got a we got a show for you. After people have been conspiring against this show today, we've got deliveries and uh, work issues popping up, trying to keep me from bringing the RPG news to you. And uh, my RPG cast crew, they stood by me and they said, "No, Chris, we got your back, and we're not going to let this happen." The listeners, no, I said, "Show me my present," but you know. Well, yeah. Anna's getting a present today, and she's mad at me for not telling her what it is. So, anyway, so we are going to uh, we're going to bring this podcast to you, despite the world's attempts to stop it. And we've got feedback this week, and that's uh, I'm excited because I've been begging you for feedback. You guys gave it to me, so let's dive in. Waste no more Emails. time. Uh, some forum posts first. Uh, no, last week okay. uh, we had a very uh, argumentative discussion about Final Fantasy VII Remake versus a Final Fantasy X HD Remake. Uh, Kisaki mm-hmm. Project on the forums wrote in and said, can Chris get mad more often? It makes for fun listening. Mm-hmm. So Agreed. <laughs> apparently me getting upset makes for fun listening. I, I, the people I get we, upset we with don't always feel that way. We actually a lot of positive feedback for people like, guys, you need to have like huge arguments like that more often. It was great. This is the most feedback we've gotten in an RPG cast probably in the past year. So... <laughs> I don't have that much to post. Uh, most of it are just commenting on the discussion. I don't want to bog us down by bringing that discussion back up. But it seems like most people agree. Uh, well, actually, here's here's a post from Ziba Kata. Let's read what he has to say. <clears throat> so in the Final Fantasy VII versus Ten debate, Square Enix just wants to make a quick buck off of something. If you really want the Final Fantasy VII remake, would you settle for a quick remake for a quick buck? Or would you let them take their time and do it right? If they released a quick upgrade, how many people would they lose because of it? So while it's sad that we won't get the upgrade we want, at least we won't be as hurt as if they were to rush it out. Anyways, I have now played the three major superhero MMOs. Oh, he's going on to another topic. So first first off, about this seven versus Ten debate, everyone seems to agree that... 10 remake is a lot easier to do and that's why they're doing that one right now so also we should probably clarify that i don't think anybody was saying last week that a final fantasy 7 remake wouldn't sell of course it would sell but it's a matter of how the community would pick if it was yeah i think the difference is that i think that a quote-unquote half-baked remake would be just fine with the community and a lot of people disagree with me on that so that's fine that's valid. Yeah. So, especially since I think a half baked Final Fantasy VII HD remake would still be a bazillion times better than Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Game's so broke, man. 
All right. So, anyway, also Zebek says, I have now played the three major superhero MMOs, and I would say that I play Champions more often than City of Heroes because it is more accessible. I judge this by how, how well my dad can play a game. Champions, he was able to pick up and play with no problems. With City of Heroes, he had a hard time remembering the attack and targeting gave him some problems. He has yet to play DC Universe Online, but since it's going free to play soon, I will have to see if he will do okay with the more action-like controls. And, uh, oh, and Chris, I would like to say I have the same problem as you. I can never get anybody to play online with. I guess I'm just a little antisocial online. Thanks, Zybeck, for telling me I have no friends. Oh, well, I guess it's true. Chris, I have no friends. I have no friends. I have no friends. I, I logged into PSN this morning on the website and it told me I had no friends. And it updated <laughs> later. But it did. It did. It said none of your friends are online. You have zero friends online. No friends. And I was sad, even though I had friends online. So it was really weird. Oh, uh, let's see. <coughs> some more feedback. We got some big letters. Uh, we got like four letters, and two of them are really big. I'm going to try and cut them down because they're so big. Thank you for writing such long letters, but um, I can't read the whole things on the show. So I, got, I, need to, I need to ask you to try and keep them to more shorter subjects if you can. Uh, Showyab. No, no, no. Don't do that. Just tell them that we might creatively edit in there. No, I'd rather not have to edit. I just would rather the letter be shorter, Anna. No. Yes, because I want. I don't have them enough time. Oh, and Zebek just left. Zebek Kata was in the room. Why did he leave? Oh, he got to hear his feedback. Because you read his letter, so <laughs> he was done. Well, it wasn't a letter. It was this? What's up with that, dude? I follow him. Zebek, you told. I offended him by telling him he told me I had no friends. I don't know what that means. I, don't know. I hope I didn't offend him. I just read his feedback. Did I offend him? Did I say something offensive, offensive about Zybeck? Does anybody know? No? No yes and no no. I'm getting nothing. No feedback from my podcast panel here. Oh, there's Zybeck. Hi, Zybeck. Did I offend you? No. The answer is no. Okay, he had to come back in the chat room because we were worried about him. Thanks for coming back and checking up with us. See, this is what you can do every week. RPGamer.com slash live. You can come in the chat room and uh, make... You can influence the show by whether or not you leave and join the chat room. <laughs> New ways of trolling that we provide for you. So Shoyab wrote in and said, I really enjoy listening to your podcast, and I usually save it for when I do a 90 to 100 mile cycle, which I try and do each week. Oh, my God. Um, wasn't that a 90 to 100 minute cycle? It says mile. Oh, well, you know what he meant. I bet it's mile. Um, that's a lot. Maybe it's on a cycle machine. How the heck does our podcast last that long? Man, I need to cut the length down. It's a good mix of news and opinion with a huge amount of you talking all over each other. Yes, you guys do that a lot. Perfect for passing the time while pedaling away. <laughs> okay. Glad to hear. So uh, he writes in... Uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. I just went... Ro- oh, it just went away. Okay. I just started sidelining for a minute. So this, apparently we're going to have technical uh, gremlins today, too, trying to keep the, keep us from getting this podcast out to you. But no more. You're going to have to do a lot of editing in this podcast, aren't you? <laughs> Forget editing. People are getting this live. They, they're they going to see how hard we work for them. All right. So one area, though, I personally don't care for, says Shoyab, is the gaming press's increased infatuation with game sales and financial figures. Uh, more and more sales are often equated with product quality, I want the games I like to sell so that those customers can make can make more games, but I don't care if a game sells 1 million or 100,000 copies, just that the companies are profitable. 
Uh, da, da, da. So he's wondering why things like financial calls and company results matter to game fans. How does it actually matter? As long as the game's profitable, uh, shouldn't we be happy? So what do you guys think? Uh, some, I mean, I think that's the honest, I mean, that's a pragmatic, optimistic view. To, I mean, it's. I think that's the right view to have, but it's not the reality we live in, especially when you look what happened to Red Faction. They just got completely shuttered because no more Red Factions because the last one didn't do as well as the previous one. Hmm. Or they didn't meet their sales, their expected sales figures. So the, so the reason we focus on it is because we're trying to figure out what their expected sales figures are and whether or not they hit them, right? Or know. yeah, and sometimes it's kind of like a, I, I guess it's a pissing match. It sometimes just to see if your game, yeah. your series, is doing better than than your rival series. I think it's fun to watch whether or not you know something like Valkyria Chronicles did okay. Um, the problem comes from when we don't really understand what qualifies as okay, and we start telling people, "Oh, this game did terribly," but really, in the game company, in the publisher's eyes, it did fantastic. I mean, Atlas needs a lot less copies to sell than uh, than than like two K. Yeah, would. I was thinking of either Atlas or something like uh, Nippon Ichi or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, I mean, can turn to, seem to turn a profit with like one hundred and fifty thousand sales or something. I think those two companies are unique, though, and they're very. They're refreshingly honest and kind of uh, open with their fans about their expectations, what what their goals are, and and because they have such a great relationship with their fans, they know they're always going to sell to a certain number of people, and they they build around that. I, I just don't know if you know. Unfortunately, people like THQ or Sega or you know any of these like mid tier to bigger publishers, that's that's not good enough, right? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, next question is that what do each of the cast members think of the trend of the so-called middle ground of gaming? Games with seven to eight scores and mid-sized production budgets being squeezed out of the market. The gaming industry seems to be moving to high-end, high-budget AAA games, which I just like to point out don't always score nines and tens, uh, or more independent and smaller low-budget games. Like uh, I think he's referring to like indie games and stuff. So he's really enjoyed games like alpha protocol dragon h2 radiant historia tales of asperia e7 shimigami tensei devil survivor and stuff which you know tend to get sevens and eights and so he's finding a lot of enjoyment in this middle ground but he's worried that the industry seems to only be focusing on the two extremes you guys think that's a trend um, yes and no i think that major media outlets don't focus on those sort of middle tier titles um, at the same time, I don't feel like it's necessarily important that they pay attention. I mean, yeah, it would be nice if they paid attention. I mean, it's cool when I see, you know, an IGN do a special on a Harvest Moon. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, well, especially there are since so many... you work for the PR company that promotes it. <laughs> Yeah. Full Even disclosure. before I worked with Natsume, <laughs> I was really happy when I saw a big site do a special on it. Um, but at the same time, I don't think that there needs to be necessarily that focus, that mass media focus. I mean, mm -hmm. we cover it. There's a lot of other small sites that cover it. You know, anytime that I do a roundtable, there's more than enough people that show up that I never have to worry about inviting IGN. You don't even invite so, IGN? Well, I don't worry about inviting IGN. I don't know if they get invited or not. Oh, okay. That's weird. Um, but yeah. Um, you should I, probably I, invite IGN. I'm just saying. I think that... All right. So, what? Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to organize my thought here. I think that the problem isn't that they're 
isn't a market for them is that the market for them isn't necessarily apparent because they are the middle ground as opposed to one extreme or the other. I think the fact that he lists all these games that were in that middle ground and he enjoyed over the past year proves that they're not getting pushed out personally. They're just not being talked about. Also, if you're worried about them being pushed out, keep buying them, keep supporting the developers and publishers that put them out. And that's honestly the, the best coverage that that they could possibly get. So, when you're into you middle know. ground games like Tales games, what do you think? Like Tales games. Um, like Tales games. I personally don't really... It's not something I really pay attention to. I mean, okay, I work for an RPG website, you know, a, a relatively small-scale RPG website. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not it's not really a major factor in things. Um, you know, I, I buy and play the games that I enjoy playing. Screw what everybody else thinks about them. You don't think they're getting pushed out and you're not worried about those games disappearing, though, over time? Not really. Okay. I'm wondering, what what constitutes a, a mid-tier title? Is it just a title that doesn't have the marketing budget? Yeah, I think it's the, it doesn't get this? the AAA market budget, and they tend to only ever achieve 7s or 8s in the review scores. Alpha Protocol. Like Alpha Protocol. That's a really good like, example. Like would, like would Space, Warhammer 40k Space Marine count as, a, as one of those middle-tier titles? I think titles? so. Yeah. I would think so. Mm. It's just interesting, because certain people would consider certain titles... Like, even... Strangely enough, the new Deus Ex kind of feels like a middle tier title to me. It, it was certainly marketed like it, huh? I All think. right, so but, it's just—is that the definition? Just not how much money is actually spent. I don't on know. Making I, the game, yeah, how I much mean, money is spent marketing it. I think there's some confusion in this whole class classification because there's ways to look at it from a marketing perspective and ways to look at it from a how did it review. Because I think mm-hmm. Deus Ex is like a top tier title this year. I mean, it's definitely one of the most fun games. It could be the most fun game I've played this year so far, actually. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Because hmm. sometimes when I picture top-tier titles, I picture like like very few, a few a year, like a, a Call of Duty or a Gears of War, something that's $20 million just making the game, and mm-hmm. then a, a other few million on top of that to market it. And then there's going to be on the Xbox Live dashboard, it's going to be on PSN, there's going to be sales, there's going to be contests, there's going to be Cups at the local Seven uh, Eleven. Cups, really? There's going to be cups at Seven Eleven. Yeah, you joke, but there were resistance in Killzone and Little Big Planet cups at Seven Eleven. Oh, there be cups. We don't have a Seven Eleven around here. I'm glad no. to report. <laughs> wow. So it's interesting, though. I mean, because yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I sometimes when I think middle tier, I think it's sort of like a it's one of those code words for. Well, she has a great personality. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. Like, it, there's something fundamentally wrong with the game. It's got its fair share of problems, or it, it's cheap and it's got a bad budget, or it's buggy, but it's got a great personality. Wow. <laughs> I like that. Thoughtful, thoughtful analysis from Manny, though. Oh. <laughs> All right. Big Mark 268 also wrote in, and. Uh, well, let's see. He had put in a very long note, long letter, but his main point was, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I got a few things to say. Whatever happened to the good RPGs of old? Uh, you know, as soon know. as I hear that, I, I instantly think of that cracked article, the top five reasons you know why you're like, you're too old for gaming. Yeah. 
And one of them is, let me find that for you real quick. What you read is our, what you read is. No, thing. I don't need to read his it thing. It was everywhere. I'm, I'm sure he read it this week. Everybody and their mother was linking it. Even no, I, I think see it I this week. did to him. No. You didn't? No. I'd be really surprised. I was busy. Yeah, it, it was funny. It had a lot of good points. Well, okay. But the point is, um, he, he, the, he tries to make a point that good RPGs don't seem to come out anymore, and the ones that came out in like the 16-bit area and the early PlayStation era are the best ones that there ever were. Is that just yeah. nostalgia? I say to him, um, I'm sorry your era is over, and I've never been happier with RPGs. Really? Okay. Because uh, they've evolved, really. And you're liking what they've turned into. Absolutely. All right, so he also says, what happened to the genre as a whole? Uh, which I'm trying to understand his point here, but it's... <laughs> other genres have grown with their audience and matured as they do. One of the newest examples, Dead Island. It's just another action RPG. It's definitely not for a 5-year-old or even a 10-year-old, but for a 25-year-old, it's perfect. We're all big boys and girls now. We play our own systems and have our own TVs. We play in our living room and not our parents' living room anymore. But yet they, keep, they still keep making games for bro-gaming, moron-redneck children. And I have to say, not in the RPG genre, they don't. <laughs> but, uh, yes, I think gaming as a whole is still going to make games for bro gaming more on redneck children because there will always be some. No? <laughs> There's there always going to be more of those to sell to. So oh, you will always on. see games okay, for so them. <laughs> what, what are these bro redneck gaming? I mean, what are those? Is Mass Effect one of those? Cause Mass I, wouldn't Effect it be Gears of War? And Halo? But Gears of War isn't that dumb of a game. Oh, okay. Yeah, it does sound like code for shooters, doesn't it, Master Chief? It, it, it kind of well, does. Well, Gears of War 3 is like a more mature game, though, isn't it? Like, Giant Bomb seemed to be really impressed with it, I think. Um, my problem is, is that I take exception to the idea that gratuitous violence equals maturity. And I agree with... Well, I, and I think that's what this guy's thinking. Like, the, the super over-the-top gratuitous violence is probably feeling immature to them. Well, but that's, what, oh, but that's kind of what Dead Island banks on. Is over the top. Yeah, so, and he praises that, doesn't he? He says, "Oh, it's perfect for a twenty-five-year-old." Well, right, which confuses me. Yeah, I, I was confused too. Yeah, Anna's totally right on this one. I mean, mature doesn't equal breasts and blood. Well, apparently, our industry thinks it does. So, I, I'll be honest. I'm a little frustrated with our games not maturing to a more. See, I don't want them to turn into Jonathan Blow style presentations because I think that's a bit too stuck up I'm, with itself I, 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 there's, there's a place for it but I don't want it I don't want all games to be in that place yeah, yeah but I, I, I think being more mature than the general uh, Call of Duty Black Ops style of just like more explosions more guns more death um, See, I would be appreciated Devil Survivor is a really good example of you know a, a mature game that isn't necessarily gratuitously violent because um, the whole game revolves around the idea that people are going to die and it is going to suck. Does it and still about... have does it still have angsty anime teenagers though? Because I yeah. think that needs to change. I really do in that I particular mean, genre that needs is, to change. Though, is that the way that they put the angsty teenagers in actually ends up making a lot of sense. Well, and yeah, it's interesting in that you could still have a game that doesn't have them, right? No, I know. But the thing that I actually like about the angsty anime teens is that, number one, um, they actually treat them like teenagers that have real teenage feelings. Like, you, you talk to, to Yuko, or 
Damn, I don't remember her real name. I'm just used to seeing yeah, her called Yuhu. Yuzu. There we go. Um, you talk to Yuzu in her cutscenes. It's like she's clearly a teenager that's trying to hold it together and completely falling apart. Um, and it's interesting to see how the different people in the game handle what's going on because some of the adults handle the stress better than the teenagers and vice versa. Okay. But it has that very macabre feeling of a heavy story and this is, you know, got a lot of depth to it that I think might escape a 15-year-old, no offense, Shadow. And that, you know, this is a game that is aimed at adults. It's not made for kids. Hmm. Oh, and I just remembered, Chris, on the earlier point of Gears of War, even Famitsu gave it a near-perfect score. They gave it a 39. Okay. So I'm just saying, just you mentioned earlier, everyone was really impressed with it. Uh, Gears of War 3, yes. you mean? Yeah, Gears of War 3. Okay. Yeah. That's what I said. You said just Gears so of War So I guess that's it depends because we can... I don't know. There's a place in gaming and there's a place in movies for what Michael Bay does. Yeah. There's a place for like maybe uh, an Expendables. There's a place for like a smarter action movie like Die Hard and RoboCop. And there's a place for heavy ra- – I mean I I think there's never been more choice than there has been now. Whatever you're into, you can find something just for you. All right. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm pretty much that. As far as the um, what people say is the current state of JRPGs, all I can really say is haters gonna hate. Haters gonna hate. There you go. People aren't gonna like them. So what? Some of us do. Oh, let me ask you. And do I you... think sort of that made. Sorry, do you want to go or? No, go right ahead. Um, I think the other sort of problem is maybe just a perception issue in that there is so much more variety and crossover to the RPG genre whereas you used to be able to pick out a game as yes this is an RPG and it is this type of RPG and I'm going to like that type of RPG you know 10 years ago or 15 years ago someone could tell me this game is like Final Fantasy 6 and thus I will like it but you can't make that sort of comparison anymore. And there's just, there's too much. This game is variety. like Persona 4. You would, you would, you would say that you games. like it. Yeah, I know. There aren't any games like Persona 4. All right, I know. And I mean, that's the thing, though, is there is no. You used to be able to have a baseline of comparison points. Now, now everyone's doing their own thing. Hmm. Right. Well, this game is so, like a cover bait. Those games exist. It doesn't seem to happen in the RPG genre, I guess. Uh, though this year, I would say this game is like Diablo 2 would be one that's happening <laughs> yeah. an awful lot. That, that's, that, that I can't argue with. Um, people need to look harder for the games that they're going to like. And I think that may be sort of where this perception comes from, that all the games that I like are gone. Well, they're there. They're just there. Keep, keep looking. There, really, and they may not be on the same platforms that you remember. You know, it may not be on your big play, not be on your PlayStation Two or your PlayStation One. It may not be, you know, at the centerpiece or on the cover of EGM if that still, magazine still existed. But they exist. They're there. Wait, They're on EGM's the EGM still here. Did EGM close? Oh, the EGMI now, right? Did they stop doing print? No, it's oh, on newsstand ago, right? now. No, that's still Is here. It? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, <laughs> on newsstands now, August twenty eleven. But, you know, they may not be 
you know, they're there. They're on, they're on your PSP. They're on your Vita. They're on your DS. You're on, you're on your 3DS. Yeah. I don't know. What can I say? Right. I think the the problem is is that a lot of the games I think he might be looking for aren't home console games anymore. Mm. And I don't think they're going to be next generation either. Hmm. Well, that's kind of sad. I don't like the idea yeah, of games. Yeah, Demon Souls and uh, Dark Souls. Well, I, I, isn't it kind of true to what he loved, to what he likes so much though? Is like a simpler, a, a little bit more simple presentation, but like depth in gameplay and in story. I mean, did did those games rely on having like the most cutting edge graphics at the time? Hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean. People like Final Fantasy three or Final Fantasy six when that came out, like people remarked on its graphics. Mode looking, seven was like, whoa! Well, no, the graphics of it were better than the other RPGs on the market at the time. But is that what made it special, though? No, but people did notice and appreciate it. It's not like it didn't add to the experience to have a better looking world. Hmm. I think some of these games definitely benefited from their graphical presentation. But it can be the end all be all, and then you were stuck with games like the bouncer. Mm. Well, of <laughs> course, the bouncer. yeah, of course, it can't be the end all be all. And what, what Why seems am to be I the only person who thought the bouncer was kind of cute. <laughs> oh, we're talking about the bouncer. Time for our next question uh, from Ocelot. I think this is different from the Ocelot who works at the site. Um, Dragon Quest Monsters: A Joke is the subject line says, thanks for a great show and lively discussion every week. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. I'm a huge Pokemon fan, and I wanted to get the opinions of the cast on how the Pokemon games compare to the Dragon Quest Monster Joker games. I've read a few reviews of the games, and a ton of comparisons are made to Pokemon. This sounds exciting, but I'm not sure if it's worth my money to jump in and try out for myself. Do any of you have enough experience with both games to give a good comparison of the franchises? In what ways are they similar? What ways are they different? And uh, I've heard that Dragon Quest Monsters Joker fixes many of the things people find annoying or wrong with Pokemon. Can this possibly be true? Or is the Dragon Quest foray into Pokemon territory a sloppy effort that amounts to little more than a joke? Any idea? Uh, I haven't played a Dragon Quest Monsters game since Dragon Quest Monsters 1, which was like almost 10 years ago, I think. I haven't played a Dragon Quest game. I think I can do one better there. I haven't played any of the well, Joker games either. Well, that's just shameful, and you should be fired from the staff. Yeah. Michael hears yeah. about this, he's going to hit the roof. <sighs> I'm actually going to IM Michael. Michael, someone is asking if the Pokemon games are similar to the Joker, DQM Joker games. Are they? What are the differences? Let's see if he responds. Anybody in the chat room know? Um, no, everybody in the chat room is talking about Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's great. Everyone's talking about... Oh, and the bouncer. And they also recommend looking at Breath of Death 7 and Cthulhu Saves the World. Which, yeah, for that last dude, for, uh, for, for Black Nivlar, go ahead and look at, uh, oh no, Big Mark 268. I don't know what... <laughs> Two fake names. <laughs> Look at uh, Cthulhu's Days of the World and stuff. And uh, nobody nobody knows about Joker. Oh, wait. Michael's Michael's writing in. Here's live. I'm live streaming instant message. Live streaming your 
There are a lot of similarities, but honestly, the Pokemon games are much more in-depth, he says. And that might be all we get out of him. (laughs) So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ocelot. We don't know much about Dragon Quest Monsters Joker. Hopefully somebody in the forums can answer that for you. So that's your assignment. Forums. It's on my Christmas list. Sorry. You're going to check it out. So she'll know by Christmas. (laughs) Sorry we couldn't give you more advice here. That's it. There are similarities, but the well, Pokemon no, no, games are more in-depth. I'll know in January, because I get yelled at when I open my Christmas Especially when it comes to battling online, where in Joker, you simply upload your team and hope for the best. Yeah, in Pokemon, you get to actually battle online with people. That's true. And what else? Oh, he's got something else coming in. All right. I can hear, I can hear the beats coming over the interwebs. Actually, I just see the icon that he's typing. Dragon Quest Monsters has typically been hands-off when it comes to controlling your monsters. You can give them play types, but not direct commands. Yep. Ah. I just watched the giant bomb quick look of Dragon Quest Monsters Joker, and they were very upset that you could not control your monsters. So there's a big one to know, um, Ocelot. If you like controlling your monsters, you might want to stick with Pokemon. I do know Michael likes the Joker games, but I think that's because he just likes collecting monsters. So <laughs> take that with yeah, a Yeah, I guess ask yourself, what are, you coming, what are you coming to Pokemon for? Because it, it, it seems like it might, still might be a decent RPG if you like building teams, if you like monsters, you like running around the world. They're some of the better looking 3D uh, DS games. They're mm-hmm. in full 3D, no random battles. I do know Crafting. that we are, we are not getting the improved version of Joker 2. And some people are upset about that. So there's a better version of Joker 2 that apparently Japan got that we're not getting for our version, which kind of sucks. All right. I think we've exhausted our Joker know-how, huh? Let's quit joking around. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just look, look at what, the, what features you're looking at the games for. And uh, if it's controlling your party and having in-depth strategic command, Joker may not be for you. And if it's just collecting stuff and running around the world with your team, it might be. RP Gamer Podcasters says, Spiky Hair John, I've been listening to your podcast for a little over a year, and I've really been enjoying hearing your thoughts and opinions every week. Here's my question. Oh, it got cut off. Um, where did it go? Is there it. an RPG that you've always wanted to get into, but something about the game keeps you from really enjoying it? My RPG I have really wanted to get into is Kingdom Hearts series. I've tried for a few hours, but I couldn't bring myself due to the awful camera system. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Ooh. Do you have a Thanks. RPG? Oh, yeah. Kingdom Hearts camera is complete crap. Just play one of the other ones. Kingdom Hearts 2 is so much better. Do you have a, do you have a game like that, Manny? Um, I okay. I guess yeah. I have plenty. I I hate to be this guy. I, hate, I don't want to be the guy who says that. But a lot of recent JRPG series, I felt that way with. I've been trying to get into them. I just can't. Like name name one that has really that you really wanted to get into. Um, what was the one I just really wanted to get into? Uh, you know, I tried Joker. No, I didn't. I have no idea. Let me look at my my pile of games that I've bought and never actually played. I'll be okay. back in a sec. Anna, do you have one? 
Pass. Pass? What do you mean pass? Pass. You don't uh, have pick one. on Quinn. Okay, Quinn, do you have one? What was the question? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Does he do another stuff? Just oh, uh, oh, oh, other stuff. All right. So uh, the question is, is there an RPG series that you've really wanted to get into, but you just haven't been able to for one reason or another? Uh, uh, I suppose I could potentially answer Dragon Quest, I suppose. Okay. And what's been, keep, what's been off-putting to you about Dragon Quest? I don't know. I really don't. Because, <laughs> hmm. you, know, not... you know, as someone, as someone who majorly prefers JRPGs and then turn around and say, nah, actually, I'm not going to play possibly one of the J- JRPGist JRPGs. Has, have you tried Dragon Quest Eight? Right? No. Oh, maybe give that one a try. I, I honestly think it's better than the recent DS ones. And that might stand out better for you. Because it's more like a level 5 storytelling RPG. You know, Dragon Quest Nine might have been a bit of that for me. Because I thought like, oh, this sounds like fun. And it was lots of talking. Can't skip the dialogue. Yeah. It's kind of slow to start. I do not like Nine's story anywhere near as much as I like Eight's. So I, Which I is found... strange. I really enjoyed Eight. I really... Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I think... As I look through my pile of games, like I look through it and I'm like, I actually played through all of these games and I enjoy them a lot. So maybe it's this perception <laughs> or this idea that I would l- sort of like this philosophical idea, like, you know, I would really like to get into this game. But uh, what about the like Persona the- games? Did you get into those at all? Or do you have no interest in those whatsoever? You know, actually, I, that's not You know, I shouldn't say that. I, I think I, I have my own this sort of bias in my head, like, you know what? You don't really like JRPGs anymore. But then I still really enjoy the Persona series, just the Mega 10 series in general. Okay, and I guess that's as JRPG as JRPG as you can get, right? Have you actually finished Persona three and four? I pers- finished three, and I've never started four. Oh, I've been, wa- been meeting yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, I know have- I was going to, but yeah. I wanted to finish Oblivion before Skyrim came out, and that ate a lot an of time. amount of time. Yeah, I need to do that too. I don't have much time left. <laughs> uh, I have an answer for this: Demon Souls. Everybody loves the hell out of this game, and it gets such good reviews and stuff, and I've really wanted to get into it. I've tried multiple times. I spend hours reading FAQs, getting geared up for it, and then when it comes time to sit down and do it, I'm like, I just remember how this game plays and how I'm going to die over and over and run down the same damn hall, up the same damn stairs for the 27th time, and it just hey, it doesn't sound exciting to me. Yeah. If I want to do that, you know I might how- as well have... You know how you were saying that you weren't sure if you were going to be able to play it for Extra Life this year because it's a tradition? Yeah. Guess what? What? They're extending the service till next year. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'll be bringing so you it. Have to buy it now. Well, the thing okay. is, the new one will be out by then. Well, it doesn't matter. You have to play the old one. I have to play the old one? <laughs> it's tradition. Oh, man. I need to, uh, I don't know. I got to figure that out. So that's the one I really want to get into. So I hope I'm able to pull it together and actually get into it. And see, here's my dilemma. Do I go into Dark Souls, which apparently will be easier because it has the bonfire checkpoints, or at least maybe less frustrating for my complaint? Um, even if the game's overall harder, the fact that I get checkpoints might be enough to make me better able to go through it. Or do I actually tough it out through Demon Souls itself? Because that's supposed to be a really good game. And why should I spend money on basically the same thing just because it has bonfire checkpoints? I have an idea. Go buy yeah. The Witcher 2. The Witcher 2. How about I finish The Witcher 1? 
<laughs> you gonna do a Vinny Caravella? That, oh, I totally would because I have The Witcher you, one. You have to read the books in Polish first, but first you need that, to, first you need to learn Polish. Then that you can read I the will books, not do. <laughs> and then you can play the first game. And then you can play the second game. I'm actually uh, thinking about the the question in the email. The Witcher is probably one series I haven't been able to get into yet either. The I'd first like one to, or the second? but either. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, because I, I attend when I went to their, um, I went to CD Projekt's uh, presentation at Gamescom for Witcher Two, mm-hmm. and uh, I was, I would say, I was quite impressed, despite the misgivings I have about WRPGs in general. And I was thinking. Um, Unfortunately, I was stuck in Germany while the promotion was on, but they were cutting the price of the PC version of which two on good old games down to cheap. Thirty bucks, or it was like on sale on Steam this week too. Yeah, lucky it is on sale again for thirty dollars. And yeah, and uh, it's like and then I and when I actually got back, it was like I just I just didn't want to spend any money on it. It's annoying. It's, but it's, there you go. I love that Quinn's on this podcast because he's he's my he, you know he's the yin to my yang. We yeah. we 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 uh, both love our side of the of the pond in terms of JR, I mean in terms of gaming. But then we also see you know the benefits and you like you know there's exceptions to the rule of course and there's always that one series that makes you go you know if more games were like this I would play a lot more. Insert letter RPG. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you remember when I, I mentioned, like, what was it, about a month ago when I said that um, uh, if JRPGs came out on PC, I'd play them? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Although, they're, they're, I mean, it's speaking of that, uh, or it's indie. Mm, I mean, there have been whispers of, from um, Nippon Itchy about PC development, but I have to keep an eye out for that. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, I've, oh, yeah. P.S. Yeah. Just because I miss hearing Chris say it, Final Fantasy Duodecim. Chris, Duodecim. There Final you go. Fantasy Duodecim. I'm out of practice on it a bit. You Duodecim. made Spike hear John very yeah. happy. Yeah, that'll. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm glad to make him pleased. All right, that's it for feedback. If you'd like to leave us feedback, email us at podcast at rpgamer.com. Send us a voicemail, 608-729-4098, or send us an MP3 attachment to podcast rpgamer.com. We'll play it right here on the show. And, of course, we've got our message boards over at board.rpgamer.com where you can leave your thoughts about the show, and you need to give people... Um, you guys need... You have an assignment. Those of you who know about Dragon Quest Monster Joker, uh, provide some feedback for uh what's their name ocelot let them know okay i think it's news time guys news 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 we don't have a lot of news this week but... being extended Ready? say what you're you're a bit crushed there on your skype Okay, I don't know what she was she cheering about. Yeah, she disappeared. Oh, wait. <laughs> Sorry. I said Demon Souls servers being extended. Hooray. Yes, that's a big one. Uh, Atlas has announced Demon Souls servers are running through 2012. Now, that could be January 1st, for all we know. We don't know how far into 2012. But I was speculating that they'd go offline as soon as Dark Souls came out. But uh, they are still going, and there will be white and black tendency events this holiday season, which can help you uh, deal with getting some of the special things that would otherwise take a lot of work on your part to change your world tendency 
all black or all white to do on your own. So look forward to that. Also, news, new Suikoden was announced. Did you hear about that? Let me guess. Vita? Because everything's getting announced for the Vita. I don't know. It, like, after they disbanded their Suikoden team earlier in the year, so of course they got a new one. It'll be for the PSP. Well, and here's the thing that I love. Is the reason that they gave when they disbanded the Suikoden team was that we don't know how to make RPGs anymore. That's a good reason. Of course, if you fire the... Uh, so what was that team doing if they didn't know how to make RPGs? I think they were uh, hiring monkeys to type on typewriters. Apparently. Uh, but there's a new Genso Suikoden, which is the name of the series in Japan. It's come out for PSP, and that's all we know. Uh, I think it's called Centennial Tapestry. And it will be in the infinite parallel worlds rather than the world of the numbered Suikoden games. So this is not a numbered sequel. So is this a sequel to Tear Christ? Yes. Or Tear Christ? This is okay. in that trend, I guess. Because how do you have a trend? How do you have a how do you have a sequel when you have infinite parallel worlds? I don't know that you can actually do that. But there you go. It sliders the it series. Sliders the series. So in that vein, so probably disappointing to people waiting for a real numbered remake. But if Konami's just getting their feet back into doing RPG development again, then uh, maybe it's better they start without damaging the series that has such a large following. Dragon Age 2 has DLC coming called Mark of the Assassin. And it's a new gives you a new female character named Talis or Talis, I don't know, who's voiced by Felicia Day. I think we've mentioned this in the past that Felicia Day did this uh short video about Dragon Age 2 and so they're turning that character into an in-game character. And uh it'll be available October 11th, but we don't know the price. I expect 10 to 15 bucks, guys. Okay, Felicia Day uh she was very excited about this. She posted this on her Google Plus page. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, guys. Announcement out. I'm starring in a new Dragon Age 2 DLC, Mark of the Assassin. I'm playing the same character I created in the web series I wrote and produced, Dragon Age Redemption. Full motion and facial capture, voice acting the whole bit. First time ever something, first time ever something like this has been done. So uh, tomorrow I'll link some footage. Is it such a dream come true? Okay, good night. So she's very happy. Cool. I think it's great. Uh, and this this is the sort of Felicia Day content I don't mind, as opposed to do you want to date my avatar? Which my answer is still no. I do not want to date your avatar. Please, how many times did you watch that video before you decided? Uh, once, I decided I did not want to date her avatar after watching that video once. <laughs> I would consider dating her, but not her avatar. Oh, that you is, would consider that it. was my official. Well, there, yeah, there, there'd be repercussions I'll, I'll to doing that. Let her know that she's in consideration. Well, not right now. She's not. But, you know, were circumstances right, I'd consider dating her. <laughs> okay. Isn't that an... I, I, um, why date someone's avatar when you can date the person? That's what I have to say. Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI. I love this story. <laughs> it's like, yay and boo in one. They announced this week that uh, Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI would be coming to the PlayStation Network as PlayStation 1 Classics. And then the next day they put up a post saying, oh, wait, no, we were wrong. <laughs> They're not coming out. How does that happen? And now they are. Now they are, or now they aren't. I, 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 I don't know. know. I, I honestly would, don't I know. Make up their mind. Does anybody? Did they change it again? I don't know. They don't deleted anyone... that tweet that said that they weren't coming. So maybe they are coming. I don't know. Right. I think the problem was is the way that the original tweet was worded. It implied that they weren't coming out at all, 
And I believe the blog then clarified they are coming, but they don't have an official No, here it is. Yesterday, we incorrectly reported that they are coming to PSN on Tuesday. They are not. We apologize for the error. Okay, so they added on Tuesday. I think you're right. right. So they're coming eventually, but we don't know when. So, yay? Yeah. Hey, you get to buy that game you bought four other times again. Because <laughs> that's what you wanted to do. <sighs> Whatever. Uh, well, maybe if it was free, Chris. Maybe. I don't... Okay, so then I got into a debate on Twitter with some people about these games. I would say that the PlayStation versions of those two games are not the ones to play because of the slowdown that happens in those copies. And <laughs> it is very frustrating. It happens during every battle load. And, you know, you fight um, a lot of random the, battles. But wasn't the... Sorry, I've been told, according to some interview that was put out when Square Enix releases in Japan, that they were reprogrammed to get rid of that slowdown. And that um, Chrono Trigger... Or one of these had uh, increased uh, better CGI cutscenes, like in uh, Final Fantasy V, for example. So, what does that mean? So, so I don't, I'm, I don't have a lot of confirmation on this, but it sounds like we may be getting better versions than the original PlayStation releases that fix some of the issues and improve the quality of the cutscenes. I mean, because wasn't the um, wasn't the problem with the original Chrono Trigger or something like that? Um, they were running like. A SNES, uh, just basically running a ROM image of the SNES version through a SNES emulator. If on you the disc. put the original Chrono Trigger into your CD-ROM, you will find the Japanese ROM for Chrono Trigger on the disc that you could take and load into SNES 9X, and it. Will oh run. yeah, that was it. It was um, the, the 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 problem was caused by um, it was it was the fact that they had like some kind of on-the-fly translation uh-huh. patch or something like that, and it That's ran right. over the it ran over the PSX's memory limits, and it caused all kinds of terrible. Now. If they put that straight onto the PSP, surely that wouldn't happen. Why? It's not like well, it's not like you can kind of emulate crappy hardware. So you're saying the emulator, the memory limits were not in the software, but in the PlayStation? Yeah, I That's thought it was a weird. hardware. I thought it was a hardware issue. How did they even let that happen? Wow. Uh, shitty programming at the time. Well, but. Well, then you're blaming the programming, which means that hopefully they have a better emulator. Well, what's the now. point? How how it was how it was constructed for a U.S. release? So here's because my question: the, because he, the translation patch was the problem, that issue wasn't present in the Japanese version. So what's going to happen on my PlayStation Three? Is my PlayStation Three going to load up a PlayStation One emulator? That's going to load up a Super Nintendo emulator? That's going to load up a Japanese ROM and then load a play, a patch of the English text on top of that ROM? <laughs> If it's an exact <laughs> copy of the original release, yes, that's exactly. That sounds what's like a happen. recipe for doom. <laughs> I just, that's just it. Incessantly, infinitely stacking emulators. Let's and let's let's put an Atari emulator on top of that just to handle the translation. I think that will be better. Of course. Yes, let's do that. Hopefully, they cut an emulator layer or two out of there somewhere. Oh, I hope they had very support. They have what? <laughs> Move support. <laughs> Move support, yes, with Chrono Trigger. <laughs> awesome. But you I mean, have in, to actually in, dig in, up in your theory, living room you know, like the Robo. PS3, the PS3 is a more powerful, has more powerful hardware and, and shouldn't fall into the same problem. Well, unless the software... As far as I remember, it I mean, was a hardware problem. Memory leaks are usually software, though. That wasn't... It wasn't really a memory leak, though. 
Okay. It was it was this on the fly translation patch that was basically running an additional layer of crap on top of what was already there. All right. Which presumably overflowed some hardware limit on memory. And hopefully that w- now with better hardware limits that just yeah. won't happen. Hopefully. You know, unless what stage in the chat room is, it says is correct, and they'll just add the memory leak back in for nostalgia's sake. make it feel sake. more authentic, yes. I'm still going to tell people to go play the that, DS version. Because that, 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 was, that was something I was mentioning about the, uh, the, the, the Final Fantasy VII remake last week, was uh, how much do you change in order to keep people's perception of nostalgia? Um, like... For example, if you remade Final well, Fantasy VII... Well, they'd have to keep this guy are sick, just like they have to keep yeah, it's like, you know, do you, but do you fix, you like... Bard. Yeah, um, do you fix, like, um, say, like, the death penalty glitch or something like that? I mean, I heard people who are raging because they fixed the sketch bug from Final Fantasy VI when they remade it. <laughs> I don't even remember yeah. what the sketch bug, w- bug was. It was the one where if you used Realm Sketch, it created all kinds of bizarre glitching at times, like filling up your inventory with 127 daggers. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I never did that. Yeah, if you started sketching monsters in the world of ruin, sometimes it uh, caused some entertaining hijinks. I think if you... I don't know, I think- I think- it was almost like they expected you to stop sketching at a certain point, and they well, just stopped. Yeah, because she's monsters. a useless character and shouldn't be in your party. <laughs> There's so much better characters. You're supposed to be spending your time getting Shadow into your party. But it's like, um, I think if you kind of categorized it all, I think Final Fantasy VI is actually one of the buggiest games in existence. At least the original SNES version is. Mm, okay. <laughs> All right. I think it's time for a new story. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of, oh, uh, um, we're different, but we're not so different after all. Uh, DC Universe Online has decided, yeah, we're done. We're going, well, we're not done. We're going free to play uh, sometime in late October. Um, I think I'm surprised. Put up your hand. I think I put a reply in the forum thread saying that um, City of Heroes is also in the process of going free to play as well. <laughs> All the, or, everybody or, except really for WoW lucky. and Eve. <laughs> it's like no, they've no, uh, it's, it's, and Final Fantasy. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah the 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 City of Heroes one is mucky though, because you have to be subscribed right now to get it for free to play. That's because they uh, they've put this VIP head start thing where people who were subscribers before the switch happened have a kind of head start before they're opening it up for free people. Presumably this is uh, done to make sure that when the Switch, or when they allow um, free-to-play players in, that it doesn't overload every server that they've got. So, um, I think they said that their switchover is happening later this month as well. So it does mean that all three uh, superhero MMOs are now free-to-play. Or will be by the end of October. And so when we were discussing this on the forum, I pointed out that WoW has killed the pay-to-play model. And it was funny because people came back with numerous examples of games that were still pay-to-play, and every single one of them came out before WoW did. Uh, yeah, that's Final funny. Fantasy XI is pre-WoW. So is Eve. Uh, so is UO. So is EQ. No, Eve, is, Eve was, was uh, Eve pre-WoW. I think, I think it was. Because mm. it's it's been around for at least six years. 
Uh, oh longer. yeah, it's been around. Uh, uh, and WoW's only been around huge... for six. Or six yeah, Evil Nine came out in two thousand and three. Oh, yeah. That, so that, it, yeah, it beat WoW. WoW was oh four, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. wait, November 2004, yeah. The only one that I can think of, you know, that, that has maintained pay-to-play that came out after WoW is EQ2. I'm trying to think. Um, well, yeah. Um, Noodle says all of- RuneScape. <laughs> okay. Um, RuneScape is free-to-play. Oh, is it? All right. uh, wait, is Rift Heroes of Talara or whatever? Planes of Talara. No, Rift is still. Oh, it's Rift going is still. Play. Is it? Oh, is what? It? Who said that? <laughs> Maybe that's unofficial. Hang on. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> weren't supposed Lana. to say anything. <laughs> uh, and remember those big, those gigantic ads? You're not into Azeroth anymore. <laughs> How embarrassing. Well, no, you're not. You just, uh, especially since you don't have to pay, and you have to pay to be in Azeroth. So, unless you're special and you get a 25-year wild card. <sighs> a 25-year wild card? Yes. How do you get one of those? Uh, Blizzard employees can give out like one or two total ever. Oh, man. Yeah, so you need to know someone. It's a friends and family benefit. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, so Scott oh, Johnson no, over at the Instance has one. It's me misunderstanding uh, a headline that I'd read previously. Oh, the new free it trial? It was free to play for a week. Oh, okay. So Rift is still subscription. And yes. Old Republic will be too, right? Yeah, actually, you're right. Old Republic will be until, still subscription, until actually, they fail. Uh, NCSoft's one, Ion. It's still. Uh, oh, yeah, Ion is not free to play yet, is it? No. Although I do wonder if... Um, I, I think... Um, from NCSoft stable, I wonder if Wildstar will be free to play because it looks like it will be. It does look like it, doesn't it? Yeah, and uh, I think yeah, uh, say Knights of the Old. I'm Re- uh, sorry, Knights of the Old. Well, the Old Republic sounds like a subscription-based one. Uh, it is a subscription. Yeah, they've announced that. All right, but I think it's interesting that we have to think really, really hard to figure which ones are free to play and which ones are free to play. Well, because the, the the damn goalposts keep changing. <laughs> you know, people suddenly just decide, oh, let's go free-to-play now. <clears throat> okay. Well, whatever. So DC Universe is in that uh, um, in that category okay. as well now. Cl- closing thought. The thing that I said in the about this in the forums is companies need to stop going with the subscription model and start re-educating players on the idea that free-to-play you know, microtransactions aren't just for Koreans anymore. And I think if they spent as much effort into that re-education of the North American gaming society as opposed to trying to shove fourteen ninety-nine the month on people's throats, they would be more profitable much faster. What, if they get people to accept free-to-play more, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I, it's, I think I, people I think are. It's all, I, I think believe it's well, already yeah, been but shown. I mean, that... it's, we're not there yet. We're, we're still at the idea where people might play the game for a month and then, you know, balk at the idea of ever investing any money in it. Right, and I mean, Stage just made an excellent point. League of Legends have, has really done a good um, push to that. But I think that more... there, there can There's more that can be done. 
particularly in the areas of rentals. Well, in DCUO, uh, free players will have limited character inventory auction slots, but will be able to purchase more in the game's DLC store. Uh, they will need to pay for access to any DLC content and only be able to carry 1,500 units of in-game currency. If you spend 5 bucks in a DLC store, you'll be converted to premium status, which expands the amount of all perks given to free characters and gives players the ability to trade items with others. So that's like 5 bucks one time and then your premium. And then legendary subscription option will still be available, giving players full access to DLC expansions and the ability to trade currency and lead guilds. Guilds, sorry. They're not going to lead guilds. Exceed. Uh, this is funny. I was just talking about this the other day with someone, and uh, the next day they uh, put out an announcement. Exceed has announced that VanillaWare's Grand Knight's history will be brought to North America, and they're going to do it. It's going to get a UMD and digital release sometime this coming winter. So that's pretty soon. That's like completely out of nowhere. It is VanillaWare's first turn-based RPG, and it's looking. it looks pretty cool. I'm excited about it. I don't know about you guys. No? No Vanillaware love here? Wow. Nothing. I played Miramasa. You played Miramasa, yes. <laughs> so did I. Okay. There you All go. right, then. <laughs> no Vanillaware love. All right. Fine. Fine, fine, fine. So, uh, yeah. There we go. Then uh, I shall move on. And we hear... So you guys know, I still don't have access to a Diablo 3 beta, and this makes me upset now because the Diablo, B3, the Diablo 3 beta started, and it's like gone out like wide. Even Michael's got go. access to the beta. Yeah, go uh, yell at Michael. I am. I have been oh, yelling at Michael. Um, I, I can talk about it in now. Oh, you can? Yeah. Why? Because I got to play Ninja's account. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't have a good impression, but carry on. Nice. I don't know. I, I think I, I think I was just happy enough with my blurb when I wrote that story. Your blurb? <laughs> what, you didn't see it? No, I didn't. Uh, hell to freeze over when Diablo 3 releases next year, which is unfortunate because Satan was waiting for Versus 13. <laughs> that is nice. Oh, funny. All right. <laughs> Uh, Wait, not... there's another half of that story, right? What? That no release in 2011. Oh, yes. It's been delayed to 2012 yeah. for sure. Which yeah. is weird because well, they never the... officially confirmed 2011. So, Yeah, they never did. So this is the first time they've actually gone out there and actually given anybody an actual release window. Yeah, yes. it's now like, uh, something like March 20, 2012 or something like that. Early 2012, but they use it. But they're expanding. They're expanding how long their beta goes on for to make sure they get more feedback for it. You know, it's interesting though because they've never said. I mean, they've always said, "Well, maybe we'll get 20. This is the first time they said, "We're it's coming out early 2012." So there you go. And Don't need to get excited about it. it. Caused a massive ruckus in the Rune game forum. So we suddenly had 30 new people sign up and tell us that Diablo Three was delayed till next year. So Torchlight Two should really come out soon. Yeah, no kidding, it should. So I don't know what's up with I don't know why they're taking so long. Because they want to finish the game and have it not be sucky. Yeah, apparently. You know, honestly, if that game was if Diablo three was coming out this year, we would all have our collector's editions pre ordered by now. Yep. Uh, I think you're right. Uh no. 
Yeah, they, no, they would have been. It would have been announced. No. We would have had a date. <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. I'm arguing with the premise that we would all have our collector editions. Oh, I know you wouldn't, Anna. <laughs> I would definitely have a collector's edition pre-ordered, though. <laughs> I'm just saying they would have announced it by now. They would have teased it. They would have been. They would have tried to get as many pre-orders as possible first. Yeah. You know, and they probably would have been sold out like at least a month or two in advance. Yep. Yep. Makes me wonder when the next StarCraft's coming. Oh, uh, I soon, remember. GM. Yeah, yeah. The the uh, investors call was always right when they said. Uh, if we don't release one game this year, we'll release two next year. <laughs> yep, I guess uh, that means no yeah, WoW I'm, I'm expansion next year. I'm more interested in the next part of StarCraft. Hurry up, damn it. Oh, yeah, seriously. So does that mean no WoW expansion next year, then? I bet they'll announce it this year, and then maybe. Maybe. Well, they maybe. Mm. All right. Uh, in bad news for Blizzard, the World of Warcraft magazine has ceased printing... I know. I was subscribed to that. So um, was I. Oh, were you? Yeah. It's yeah. a nice quality magazine. And it's a coffee table magazine. Like sure is. Oh, yeah. That was the one that I didn't want to read until you'd read it. <laughs> yeah. You probably should have read it. Um, good magazine, and uh, my remaining subscription has been turned into six endgame WoW pets. Yeah, you had an option of uh, a refund, but you had to write them a letter, and they would respond back to you with a check, like, six weeks later. Yeah, which was kind of weird. You get six pets? Yeah, I get six pets, including one or two that I already have. The Moonkin Hatchling, Little XT, the Cenarian Hatchling, the Panda Bear, Little KT, and Little Ragnaros. So, in other words, the ones you all have to pay for, aside from the last one. Uh, well, all those are premium pets. Every single one of those you have to pay uh, for. Yeah, isn't the last one the uh, Cataclysm Collector's Edition? Or no, is that mini? No, no it's mini Deathwing. It's mini Deathwing. It's uh, yeah. Gerpy. That's kind of fun, though. The little Ragnaros. So you are have they a just automatically applied to your account, or are they codes? They're codes, so I can put them wherever I want. You can sell them. I could. How much can I sell those for? Ten dollars. Uh, $7? Yeah, seven dollars. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're only ten dollars in the store. Yeah, I don't think I'll sell them. No, that's right. I'll just give. Them no, I'll one. take the ones you don't want. Yeah, I know. Uh, I will all take the ones you don't want, Chris. Oh, my God. (laughs) Now everyone's got to make friends with me and and convince me which pets they want. I want want Little XT because I think it's the only one out of there that I don't have that I want. Hmm. I'll take Little Ragnaros. That's the one everyone wants. Yeah, you two are going to have to fight over Ragnaros. (laughs) Yeah, Quinn, did you know that? What? Uh, if you have a little Ragnaros, Ragnaros out, he actually counts as a cooking fire. Oh, really? No. Yeah, I didn't you can know cook that. your yes. food on him. It's great. Yes, it's awesome. Yeah. Someone always pulls a little rag and raid and starts cooking over him. Can I have little rag? Well, you have to fight with Manny. Oh, or over am it. I going to have to fight Anna over it? To fight no, no, it's cute, but uh, you guys can get over it. Yeah, you and me, Vulcan death match. <laughs> 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 Manny never even logs in. Do you? Uh, I'm moving soon, so I, I let it lapse because oh, okay. it's, it's going to be a busy month. Got Plus, it. BlizzCon is at the end of the month. Oh, I can't wait for BlizzCon. This going to be so much fun. Oh, that reminds me, Chris, did you sign up for your virtual ticket? No, because I'm doing it on DirecTV this year because I have DirecTV. And you can't do that until October 10th, which means I can't get into the awesome Blizzard pre-sales 
um, that they're doing right now that you need your yep. virtual ticket or real ticket to get into. And the, it just opened for virtual ticket subscribers today. <sighs> Yesterday, Have actually. Have you seen stuff that's in there? It's actually some pretty cool stuff. No, I can't get in there oh, to look. Let me let me give you. Uh, I had someone was kind enough on the Wow, uh, the Wow joystick site, Wow Insider. They were kind enough to take little screenshots. Tell me what you like. I have a few favorites. Let me see. Where are you? Oh, where am I? I'm right here. Not you. <laughs> All right, give me. Well, well, you just you, you just pass it yeah. while we go on. Um. So Netflix this week decided to piss a lot of people off and said, hey, you know that whole thing where we doubled the price of our service if you like to do streaming and get DVDs from us? Well, we're sorry. We're not going to change anything. But here's a good explanation about why we're doing it, because we wanted to not go under, is basically his explanation. But don't worry, we're going to make it better, because we're going to completely separate the two businesses and rebrand the DVD by mail service and call it Quickster. We good now? And that's how the internet responded to. Over 22,000 comments on that blog post last I checked. And I'm sure there's more now. Uh, everybody says this is stupid. You're an idiot. And so they are going to... Uh, but they're going to do it anyway. And that's the end of it. I canceled my DVD subscription today. Did you? Yeah. I was lucky because it was the last. I was. I've been watching The Wire, and it was like the last disc of the season. And I was like, and my uh, the new change didn't take effect until the thirtieth. So I said, perfect timing, great time to quit. Because I don't want to deal with two queues, two rating systems, two different credit card charges. Just eh, forget it. It's not worth it. My favorite was um, where is it? Is, do they have it on here? Dentist. There's one uh, comment that was a response to this thing that talked about the dentist. And, uh, you know, actually, uh, you know, just wanted to let you know that we're making some changes at your dental office. Um, Right now, we're going to charge you a separate fee for servicing your top teeth versus your bottom teeth. And you're going to need to go to a different office to get each each set cleaned. So um, I know that you're used to having this all done at one office, but we're going to make you go to two, and you're going to have to travel to a different office in order to get both sets of your teeth cleaned. And we're going to charge you separately for both. was my favorite response but uh and they they were more clever about how they phrased it because i can't find it right now but uh yeah this is stupid (laughs) you need i need to go to two different websites and all that stuff but it's okay because quickster which is a terrible name i hope we get used to it will uh they're going to add video game rentals so does that excite anybody video game like i said i canceled my dvd subscription (laughs) Game, but what game selection? How much more are they going to charge for it? Uh, yeah, it's an, it's like the Blu-ray service. It's an extra buck or two a month. Is it really just a dollar or two? Uh, I don't know. They haven't actually said. All right. Cause it sounds like it'd be more than just a dollar. You're probably right. But whatever. <sighs> whatever. Oh, Chris, I uh, sent some links of the sale. What do you think? I haven't seen it yet. I will take a look. Right now, bringing it up. Here's what's in the BlizzCon sale. Um, a license plate frame. Same stuff. I like. I kind of like the inflatable Frostmon. Uh, this thing is doing a slideshow on me. Yeah, I've oh, seen just that. Oh, push f- pause. I, I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
the uh, um, some stress balls. Oh, who cares? Uh, let's see. I like waste people time. A seat cushion. I can get a Horde or Alliance seat cushion. Give me a break. Uh, the mouse that's already on the site. Um, they've got one of the steins that you don't need to go to BlizzCon for. You can get no. You can buy those anyway. Can't yeah, you? yeah. Uh, uh, Warcraft steins or TavernCraft.com or something like that. They've got coloring books. <laughs> Some T-shirts from last year and the previous years. The coloring books look really cool. They've got the pennant that I already have on my wall. It does. It does need to. It does need to outdo that uh, PDF I downloaded a while back, which is the Mass Effect Two coloring book. Ah, uh, they've got the Diablo Three poker set. Honestly, um, there's nothing new until you get to like maybe. They've like got the an exclusive page. BlizzCon comic that's hard covered. Um, let's see. The Doom's Hammer LARP weapon. Oh, they actually sell you a $115 live-action role-play weapon. That's scary. It looks nice, though. There's a lunchbox. Oh, everything on that page is new. I like the designer Murhawk toy. That's a Murloc with I, a... I don't. I, it's a vinyl. Big, yeah, I don't like those vinyl toys. I, I, I hate right. those. It's a actually. little too urban for you? It, it's Yeah, I, they're not <laughs> detailed enough. I like... The Hydralis figures they have next to that on the next page, those StarCraft mm. figures, I like those because they're detailed and they look like they do in the game. Oh. Did you see this? The Mega Block StarCraft II Battlecruiser. I haven't gotten to that yet. Let's see. So it's got... on the same page as the Murhawk. Hold on. We've got the BlizzCon 11 uh, artwork iPhone case. They haven't shown you what the artwork is. They're not going to reveal it until the show starts. Which means something if they can't show you, something big and special. Yeah, of course. BlizzCon figure pets... Deathy, so it's a figure print of Deathy. A luxury throw blanket with an embroidered Alliance logo. Oh, I, that I will actually look at. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, that's. That, I was looking at that. I was like, wow, that's that, actually nice. That might be, yeah. Oh, a I Christmas like the Army present. Man, the StarCraft II Army Man. Oh, oh yes, yes. A bag of Marines and Zerg Army Men to play with. Uh, art, 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 posters, posters. Some nice posters, some not-so-nice posters. Some Blizzard coffee mugs. Wait, StarCraft II fingerless gaming gloves. Really, guys? <laughs> I like really? to be able You know what? Sure. I would use those if I was still working at Superstore because they would cover my tattoo. Yeah. And uh, the Diablo III uh, that looks like My Little Pony logo. Um, where is this? I, I didn't see this. It's on the same page ship. as the Murhawk. Oh, okay. Oh, there it is. Battlecruiser. Yes. What is Mega Bloks? Is it like Lego? Uh, sort of. $130, and it's a big StarCraft II Battlecruiser. All right. I, w- um, I think, hold on, there was a separate article on the BlizzCon, the actual BlizzCon website mm-hmm. that describes it. Let me get uh, it. I don't know. Get me a uh, get me a, a 1 in 100 scale figure of the Thor done by Kotobukiya, and I'd probably buy it. Yeah, that would be worth getting. That, oh, man, has they, have they done that? They should do no, that. No, but they I would think that. they should do that. Okay, so the battle... I don't think it's as big in Japan is the problem. <clears throat> There's a oh, no. You have a, to get you'd have to get it via Korea or something like that. All right, what's up? Okay, Annie? the battle cruiser has one thousand seven hundred thirty-six pieces. Wow, that's cool. So it is. It is not Lego. No, it's Mega Blocks. Why didn't they go with Lego? Le- Lego is not the right choice for this. I know everyone always says, "Ugh, Mega Block." But actually, Mega Blocks has really increased their quality over the last couple of years, and they have well, they make the best minifigures around. Well, why is why is um why is Lego not the right choice? 
because their space marines would have been the same little yellow-headed guys. I mean, look, for example, uh, look at the picture. So Megablox is more willing to go with the licensed characters that look more like the licensed characters? Absolutely. Their Halo line is really high quality, and so is their Marvel figures. They have these little Marvel minifigures that are about the size of Lego guys. I didn't know they did anything else. I didn't really know they were a real brand. So, okay. This makes more sense now. Look at the little mini – did you see the picture of the mini Yeah, I see the throw. He looks nice. I mean, that's as big as a little Lego figure, and it's fully articulated, great well, detail. yeah, it, it, but it's kind of blocky. Um, it's not like a finely crafted figure from Kotobukaya, like John yeah, and I are thinking Yeah, but he's three inches tall, and he's supposed to, like, fit into other Mega Bloks constructions. Oh, okay. All right, so throw well, I mean, ride generally, on that's the usually the problem with um, that's usually the problem with um, building stuff done by mo- uh, model companies like Bandai and Kotobuki. Is they really are kind of just made for um, standing there. Like, yeah, they, you put them on stand. You can't really do much in terms of like creating yes. one to put in another one unless you are a god of um, kit bashing. Yes, they are not a. Um... I mean, unless, unless of course, there is, um, unless, of course, there's a model that's very specifically designed to do that. I will say, though, absolutely, Kyoto, Kurobukiya, they make, like, the best sculpts. But if you you just want something small and playable, Mega Bloks will more than do the job for you. And you know how, how, you know, Blizzard, they're they're insane when it comes to their licenses. They don't give it to anyone unless they trust they're going to do a good job with it. So the fact that they did go with Mega, that Mega Bloks came to them and they said, yeah, that has to say something. Okay, cool. Works for me. What the hell were we talking about? We were talking about Netflix. Oh, right, right, right. (laughs) All right, Quickster's a stupid name, and um, I don't know if I'm going to get into gaming with it because I already pay to have movies just sit on my desk. Why should I pay to have games sit on my desk? Yes, okay. I don't know what I'm going to do with Netflix. I need help with Netflix because streaming's useful. Say what? Did you watch Up yet? No. Uh, Kotobuki is, is that actually a US branch Quinn I didn't know that okay uh, Kotobuki as far as I remember does it do, is an international company and does deal with companies outside of Japan yeah I, um, d- I didn't know they I were making do. the figures in the US I thought they were being made in Japan so no no I, I do think I do think no, I don't think they well it may well they may not make the figures they'd certainly do do business with yeah. uh out, outside of Japan yeah the di- say, they I, I distribute would... through diamond distributors which is a popular mm. comics distributor so yeah, cause they yeah. do the stuff for um I was just saying they do the stuff for um DC comics and stuff like that yeah and Star Wars there's stuff I will awesome. say I would argue that like I think the best like toy maker or like the best figure maker is like Kyoto if you've ever seen any of their stuff Quinn uh, link me to something. Uh, they, what's, sorry, how's that spelled? Uh, Kyodo. I mean, I just put the link in there. <laughs> no, hold on. Kyodo. 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 san. Um, I'm not sure if they've. Uh, oh, they're the guys who do the Revoltech stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've encountered a few of their their bits and pieces. I don't actually own that many of them though. Um, but no, I'm aware of their stuff though. I'll say that in term, Revoltech Evangelion stuff looks pretty cool. How did we get on this topic? Because uh, we're Japanese weeaboos or something. Um, let's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> you guys are oh, I see. Dark Souls. I'm, I'm boo. This is my favorite story of the week, people. So, Dark Souls, we know it's coming out soon. It's, what, October sometime, right? Yeah. Uh, October 4th. This is Namco Bandai published follow-up for, to Demon Souls by the same developers from software. So, it's out early. 
and people have like gotten pirated comments, com- copies or something like that, because uh, it's not out until it wasn't out till a couple of days ago in Japan, and people were playing it before that. And so the developers at From Software, this is awesome. They're finding the people on the servers who like had unauthorized co- copies and not like reviewers or anything, and they were uh, they were going around and trolling them by going into their games with high level phantoms and uh, player killing them. So why why ban consoles when you can just destroy people's playing experience when they pirated your game early? I love this story. So they're murdering yeah, the people playing I, the game early. What I was thinking of was uh, it was this was um, something um, like that happened about three four years ago. I remember seeing a video of it. It was either posted to YouTube or somewhere else, where um, uh, it was GMs running. God, which old. MMO was it? I think it was RF Online, where they basically went around, looked for people who looked like they were doing, um, you know, uh, gold farming, uh, teleported them to an island, got in their max level characters, beat the crap out of them, and then banned them on the spot. (laughs) They literally had like a ban laser. (laughs) I think think World of Warcraft has that as well. The GMs have something where they hit you and it bans you on contact. (laughs) That'd be bad if you were accidentally nearby them. I don't think it has an area of effect. Oh, oh yeah, no. Um, Stage is right. It was um, Guild Wars that has that. A public um, execution of the account in Yeah, game. it was like um, the GMs actually have like a, a, like a set of skills or something that actually are just basically ban target character. Nice. And they can like do it in public if they really want to. Absolutely love it. Oh, rock on from software. That's a great way to deal with early, yeah. early people who got it's the funny. Game. It's it's funnier. Just, just you don't just don't don't go into just account settings and press the ban button. Go into game and ban them personally. Sure, it takes more time, but it's probably more fun. All right, and that uh, wraps up our news. So I have to ask people who wants to go first oh, and talk about. Can what I do one playing. quick little news story just before I, we get off the Blizzard topic completely? Sure. Oh wait, wait! This actually can roll right into Anna's, uh, right into Anna's uh, what she's been playing. So I just read this on Joystick. Diablo three feels even better with console controllers, but support won't be ready at release. Did you hear this story, Chris? No, I hadn't. So uh, you know how they uh, they've been talking, Blizzard's been talking about how they're interested in. They have a discovery team seeing if it's possible or what they can do with Diablo three on consoles. And one of the side benefits is that uh. I think, what's his name? Jay Wilson is pretty happy with how the game controls on a standard Xbox 360 controller. Hmm. So, who knows? We'll have some controller pet support after and Diablo 3 patched in at some point. Sounds cool. Oh, it works really well with a torch line, so I'd be interested to see what they do with it. And the new slotting system where you only have like really five available skills at any one point seems perfect for a controller. Mm-hmm. But... Anna doesn't like the slotting system, does she? Well, I could only slot two skills in Diablo 2. Left click and right click, so, I mean... What about your hockey? Well, no, because they limit you on your hockeys, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Anna, did you... uh, Oh, she she BRB'd us. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) So, Quinn, what do you think of the Voltex figures? Have you had it? They make their their, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion ones. Sorry, I am back now. Oh, okay. Diablo Enough 3, kills. lady. Oh, I didn't play for long. <laughs> That's your impression? I didn't play for long. 
<laughs> Thank um, you. I played for about 15 minutes and then got disconnected. And when I went back in, I realized I'd lost all my progress. So I got irritated and said, nah, maybe. <laughs> and you are 100% right, Anna. That is a completely legitimate complaint. This game should not be online all the time. And they're going to do it anyway. Yep. It was really late at night. It was like 30 in the morning. And I was just like, you know, I don't have the patience to play this right now. So I'll play it again later. My my only complaint beyond that, I mean, I was having fun un, until I disconnected. Um, mm-hmm. My only other complaint was, it's actually really funny because Michael was like, this game is really dark. And I'm like, no kidding. I had to turn up my brightness on my monitor. He was like, no, that's not the kind of dark that I meant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what class did you play? Um, something that ran in and beat things in the face. The Barbarian? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I, I played on someone else's account and I wasn't paying attention. I just hopped into the game and hopped into a dungeon and it was dark. I beat stuff if up you, until I got disconnected. It's a really streamlined experience, so I, if you do get it, it'd be interesting to try to run through it with you, see what you think of it. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm, uh, I'm I know you won't be getting the collector's edition like Chris and I will, but maybe you'll pick it up at some point. Can't wait. It's gonna be this? Fun. If someone buys me the damn one plat. Oh. Boo. Boo. Will you be joining me, Chris, and Glenn for some Diablo 3 nights? As long as it doesn't interfere with my torchlight, too. More like a Diablo 3 year. Quinn will not be joining us. Quinn will not be joining us. Quinn oh, can't not, join us. The replying. European service will be separate. Oh, he can get a U.S. copy. Give, don't give me that. If you want, if you I say, if you want me to join in on the US one, then buy me a US copy. Oh, you bought yourself a World of Warcraft copy. You can buy yourself. Uh, a technically, I didn't, but oh. um, the origi- the actual original World of Warcraft count was a uh, well, the the CD key was actually a gift. Uh, whatever. All righty, all righty. Master Chief but, might yeah. not be joining Diablo three. <gasps> okay. Not enough Master Chief in it. Oh, he's not a fan of the combat style. Wow. Uh, no, you can't enough, stage. You have to buy. Yeah, yeah. Well, people, they don't, they, people can't hear what stage said. Stage <laughs> says you can choose whatever you want to play on with WoW, and that is actually region. not true. When uh, you purchase dude. a copy of the game, you purchase the region. Yeah. But you cannot go back and change that at any point. Keys are region locked, but oh well. And Master Chief says no way in hell he's buying a persistent online game. He's not an MMO um, guy. Oceanic is in the North American pool. Yeah, the Oceanic servers are actually part of the US region for whatever reason, the, but the, the European region servers are not. that we are part of is Canada, US, Latin America, New Zealand, and Australia. That is the North American region. So everyone who speaks English in a little but bit But Europe Spanish. is completely separate. So is China. So is Korea. I mean, for a comparison, it's the same thing with uh, League of Legends, which is split between North America, EU West, and EU East. So, and those three are all separate. Yeah, you don't want to play with those people from Turkey. I think most. Oh, I thought most of their gameplay game game is on EU East. I think are actually from Poland or something. So did really? someone? They separate all the Polish. Did somebody <laughs> play a game this week? 
that they can talk about? Uh, I, yeah, I can I, talk about a bunch of games. What should I start with? Can you tell can us about, about Diablo 3? I whacked stuff in the face. I really wasn't paying attention. I literally okay. played it at 1.30 in the morning. All right, what did you play that you can tell us about? I can talk about Devil Survivor Overclocked. Hey, there's something. So I'm now... Uh, I mean, I, like I said last week, I'm now past the point where I played in the original one. So I'm now actually on day six. I think I was on day three um, the last time we podcasted. All right. So it has gotten very creepy and very otherworldly. And I should not play it at 1230 at night with the lights off, I have discovered. Because, yeah, uh, it's a little scary. Wait, and, really? This, um, that, this 3DS game has had that much of an impact on you? In the atmosphere, I'm easily creeped out. Okay, okay. I just thought, like, also, man, they must be doing something really. But special. it's also a really compelling story. Like some of this stuff. Bear in mind that this is the sixth day of basically they're all locked down inside of about a, a small section of Tokyo. Well, relatively small. It's Tokyo, and there's no power. Everybody's locked in. No one knows what's going on. Although at this point we know what's going on and it's freaking the hell out of everybody. Um, there are demons that are popping up everywhere and they're eating people. There's no food. There's not enough water. And complete panic has set in. You have all these people. No one's being allowed out. Everybody's hungry and thirsty and tired. And there's no electricity. So even like the hospitals, all the patients have died. Like, it is like horrifying conditions. Okay. But the story is really good. Um, my problem is, is on, on day five, there's a lot of pivotal events. And I, people died that I wanted to save. And I'm upset about some of my decisions. So I'm going to have be. to go back and play it again. So you could have saved them? Yes. Don't okay. feel ashamed. Yes. You should. Okay. So, yeah, when when one particular person died, I was just like, no! And I actually went back to an earlier save and fixed it so that I could save that person. But the other one, I just, I, I hadn't done enough of the background work. I couldn't save them. So very sad and depressed me. And there was a lot of um, story revealing near the end of day five. And like I said, I was playing it like at night with the lights off. And I probably shouldn't have been doing that because I got super creeped out. But yeah, definitely looking forward to playing more of that. And I've also been playing Harvest Moon The Tell of Two Towns because it came out this week. Hooray! So this is the DS version, although, and um, we had so many pre-orders on the Natsume online store that I actually actually gave up my copy. So they sent me a ROM, except I had forgotten that ROMs don't work on anything newer than a DS Lite, so I had to get my Lite back. And so I've been playing that, and there's Sam will be very happy to know that there is a jump. Is there a double jump? Mm, yeah, well, yeah, yes, but no. What you do yes, is you jump no. on, you jump onto um, a place that you cannot technically jump onto, and it will bounce you off of it further. So I jump onto a fence, 
and I go jump, boing, and then I keep going. Makes sense? Okay. Yeah, makes sense. That actually sends you like flying, so it's like the fastest way to travel. I travel around my farm with bouncing off the fences. <laughs> so, um, I think I've talked a little bit about this, but the premise is is it's literally the tale of two towns, and you are on your way there, and your cart crashes, and the two mayors of the towns come and meet you, and there's a very European styled bluebell, and they focus more on animal care and raising and then there's a more asian themed konohana and they focus on crops and they have konohana has larger fields smaller barns and bluebell is the opposite bigger barns smaller fields so i'm there and i decided to pick konohana because i like the idea of doing crops and so i got to run around and i learned how to catch critters and i learned how to hand fish and i planted quite a number of turnips in my field and then I ran around starting to get to know people and um oh man the, the boy that works at the clinic is super cute I'm totally gonna have to dig for him as my husband and other than that it's it's a harvest moon game I've been running around establishing relationships so every week there is a cooking festival and this week, I think, is a soup. So I need to figure out how to make soup and bring a soup with me to the festival. Okay. And what else have I been playing? I feel like I've been playing something else. Uh, you started Eve. Yeah! I need to log in and see what my queue is at. Because I've been training skills. Have fun with that. Um, well, I've been reading a guide, and it's like, train your learning skills, and I can't find anything called Oh, yeah, learning. those are gone. You That's, can ignore those. Those are gone now. The learning skills okay. were basically, um, they, they were, they're old relics from earlier, sort of earlier in the game, where they would, um, basically grant you bonuses to your character. Still learning. Uh, like, well, it basically gave you flat bonuses to your character's stats. And higher stats mean you train skills faster. Yeah. So there's a kind of there was originally there was this benefit to training all of the learning skills to level five, and then all of the advanced learning skills to level five, even though it would take a month to do so. Yeah. Because then all of your subsequent skills would take less time to train, uh, which at, I think about, uh, and then whatever five years in, the developers suddenly realized that that really wasn't good game design and took them out completely. Yes, it adds nothing of fun to the game. <laughs> yeah. So they took them out, and tra uh, skills now train faster by default, I think. Yeah, they just boosted everyone's skills, or stats. Mm. So what else did I play in this week? I also played a little bit of, hang on, let me pull up my Steam menu. Played a little bit of Mystery PI, one of the Mystery PI games, which is a, a PopCap hidden object game. Wow, so you played a lot. very far yet. Yeah, and something I swore I pulled out my PSP for something this week, and well, nothing you could really recommend then. Right? I, well, I recommend Tell Two Towns with the obvious, you know, disclaimer. Well, I meant the one that you just pulled your PSP out. <laughs> oh no, no, no! Yeah, no, I, I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> Maybe it was Lunar. Right. I, I was checking to see how charged the battery was, basically. All right. Well, I've been playing two games this week. Uh, first was I've been putting a lot of time into Eve because 
like I said, I need to kind of do a story or something on it. Um, so I've been totally uh, ramping up my mining operations, and I now have a retriever, and I can get millions of isk in an hour, whereas before I could only get thousands of isks in an hour. And so I, my co- economic, my economy in that game is a lot better now. But that's actually rather boring, and I'm at the point where I need to find a party and start hooking up with other people to actually get further in the game. And I don't know where to do that yet, and that's kind of caused me to stall out a bit. Um, and, of course, I suck at combat still, so I still need to learn to PvPs. But, uh, you know, EVE's kind of a hard game to talk about. It's not very exciting, is it? Uh, but what is not also not exciting is uh, on the iPhone and iPad, I found this game called Dragonvale, which is like a Wii Rule or a Farmville, but you've raised dragons. So I've been playing a lot of that, and uh, it's a very casual game. And uh, I cut Fire, Fire Mist and Noodle. They're all playing it, too. And uh, we've been wasting a lot of time Wait. with that this week. This is Dragonvale? Yeah. What system is this? iPhone and iPad. Oh, well, then how can I play it, Noodle? You can't. Dork. Yeah. No, you can't. <laughs> so, anyway, you guys have, you know, it's a traditional uh, free-to-play, play a hell of a lot, and then pay money if you want things to go faster or upgrade very certain things. So, you know, blah, whatever. I really should play more Xenoblade, and I should play, I should finish up Oblivion and stuff like that instead of playing Eve and Dragonvale, huh? Oh, well. I need economy advice from uh, Mr. Quinn. But, uh, anyway. Oh, I'm what? E. I'm what Eve. Exa- how to, yeah, how yeah, to yeah, advance yeah. myself, you know? Well, what exactly do you... Uh, I, there's not a lot I can really do. I mean, mm. I spent quite a considerable amount of time separated from what could best be described as regular gameplay. Oh, really? Well, yeah, I was volunteering for CCP for years. Oh, I sort of stopped. I sort of stopped playing regularly. Oh, okay. So well, I suppose. Hmm. So I figured maxing out mining would be a good start. Am I being? Uh, well, it depends no. if you want mine, really. It's a start. Um, as you'll notice, the other guide I gave you kind of brings you through how to start advancing your character by doing missions, and that right. would definitely be a much more active way to play, and uh, could lead you to get more combat support. Right. I'm just I'm just focusing on training skills right now until I have a chance to sit down basically with you and, and actually go through the tutorial and stuff. Well, you can do the tutorial on your own. You don't need me, need me for that. No. No, I mean, there's really no way for me to help you with it. You kind of have to do it yourself. No, I know, I know. I'm being facetious. <laughs> it's one of those things where having another person there just makes it worse. Uh, let's see. Manny, do you uh, have any picks or voids for us this week? Um, well, I finally completed Oblivion. I completed. got all the achievements, all Ooh. 120, I mean 1,120 points, all the quest lines. It took me like a year to do it, but I did it. I'm done. Good job. <sighs> Thank you. So yeah, it was interesting. The... Thieves Guild and the Mages Guild, not the and the Assassins Guild, very very strange places. You feel guilty. the The Thieves Guild is actually quite fun, and but the but the Dark Brotherhood, you feel guilty and dirty just for being associated with those people because they're complete psychopaths. You know, I never got as to, well. They should be. I never right? got to tell you that I started playing Shivering Isles on this today. Oh, really? Yes, I installed so it all. It? Yeah, I, I I'm really liking it. It's it's good. 
Um, but I he feel was like playing we- it while we were on Skype together, and everybody in that island sounds completely batshit. Oh, they are. They are crazy. Yep. Oh, absolutely. The, I, the best way you can describe the Shivering Isles is uh, is manic depressive, with one side literally being manic and the other side being depressive. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's strange. We did get to Sheogoroth, um, but it says yeah, Master Chief. But the uh, the people, yeah, they're crazy. And I was playing for quite a while. And uh, it's basically making me realize that I shouldn't feel bad about being a bad guy in that game. Because there really seems to be no bad consequences. Oh, not, not in this land. Not oh, in the okay. Sheogorath land. All right. And when you get to the real world, you get infamy points. And well, But to be fair, though, the rest of the world, I think Oblivion, vanilla Oblivion will, will pale in comparison. It won't be as, because this is such a tighter, more condensed, focused experience with, like, characters who are just completely outlandish. You no. Know, they 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 go above and beyond with the characterizations of these people here, so I think it might, you may have a hard time going back afterwards. Well, which what is if fine I go and do you're... the guild quests after it? Aren't the guild quests supposed to be fun or no? They are, they are, but this one is just the, the quests are better designed. It's a tighter yeah. experience, mm. uh, more interesting characters. It might they you know it might seem a little mundane that you have to save the world from this evil necromancer. Yeah. When you were, like, just minutes ago making people go insane. Yeah, it, like, you have to be a bad guy in this place. Like, you can't be you, a good guy here. But, but it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> did you get to the point, to the, the minor, minor, minor spoiler, but did you get to the part where you're, uh, you have to torture people? Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, isn't it hilarious? Yes. No, <laughs> no. Okay, I'll I, tell you. I felt so dirty at first until you start doing it to, like, certain people and. When you realize uh, they really are does. all evil and they are all hiding something from you, then you stop caring so much. You're like, well, screw you. You are an evil person. Because everybody here is evil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's so bizarre. And it's like, is this one of the, play, like, one of the only times you can have like, assisted suicide or help someone kill themselves? And you, feel, and you feel generally good about yourself. It's like, yeah, I did a good deed today. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, like, oh, people fall from there all the time. <laughs> Yeah, okay. it is the the best part. I mean, to anyone who's who's listening, you can pick up uh, uh, the the game of the year five year anniversary edition for like less than thirty dollars, and all you do is play the Shivering Isles, which is maybe like thirty hours of content alone. You will have gotten your money's worth. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, what I have to figure out is if I want to put any of these fancy mods on there and and go crazy with the game. But right now, I'm just playing pretty much just with a leveling mod that maxes out my attributes. So cool, cool. The, it always gives me the plus five, so I don't have to worry about what minor skills I raised. That that seems to have cleared everything up as far as I care. So, hmm. Ooh, yeah. So that's fun. Uh, what? So you you did all your quests? You did every quest in the game? Just the the main storyline. I didn't do any like kill five boars for me or help me find my lost ring. I didn't do any of those. I just did like the main quest line. Hmm. But I didn't do it all at once. That would have I would have gone insane. I you know I did it over. Uh... Oh, Master Chief is right. I agree. The guild quest lines are really really cool. It's just after spending so much time doing all of the guild quest lines at the Night of the Nine and then going to do the Shivering Isles, it was such a f- breath of fresh air to do such different things. Mm. From the like, from the every because you know the rest of Oblivion is good, but it's kind of like the typical fantasy tropes that you're used to. Yeah, and this is not not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so oh i've also been uh i've been playing through dead island i'm about 
I think I'm in the final section of the game. It's like the last, like maybe there's maybe like five hours left. I'm in the last stretch, and I am not as high on that game as I was when I first started playing. Uh, on Dead Island. Yeah. So so wearing thin on you, huh? <sighs> well, that's what I said. This is why you don't review games after playing for like four or five hours. <laughs> yeah, because oh, okay. So like, what's what's wrong? What's what what parts are you not satisfied with now? Well, uh, well, for one, I, I I think I mentioned this to uh, to Rose when he was here last time that I that I was having some problems with uh, losing some save data. Blah blah blah. It, it it's it seems like it was just it was a major glitch that was affecting all PS3 users, and the only way to fix the bug until the patch comes that I'm still waiting for was to sign out of PSN and go into single player mode. So I haven't even been able to really play this game in co-op multiplayer the way it's meant to because I would lose massive parts of my... I, w- I couldn't be sure any of my data was being saved. That doesn't seem good. Right. So that was one giant annoyance. And number two is uh, the game is broken up to like three different main sections. Mm-hmm. One is uh, the beach resort. Two is the city. And then the third act is like this jungle area. And the first act and the third act are quite interesting. I like the environments. It's interesting to be there. It's fun. The middle section, the city, is just compl- one of the most frustrating experiences I, I've. Is what it's the most frustrating experience in that game because the, it's such a sprawling city, and certain alleys will lead you certain ways, and there's blocked off sections, and there's just so many enemies in the street that unless you're with feels vindicated. Be quiet, Master Chief. <laughs> so, and like, unless you're there with like a party of people, you're gonna die a lot. You're gonna you have to get used to dying and running out of money. And the problem is like the quest structure in this area has you running around from one end to the other end of the city over and over and over again. So you'll get a quest from this guy in this safe house, and it'll make you run all the way down to that corner to get this item, and then go run back to him. And then you'll get another quest from another lady who makes you run to the other corner. And then, you, no, but wait, you have to turn off these water valves on this side, on this side. But wait, don't forget to pick up this, this, and this here, and then run all the way back there. I mean, the only saving grace is the fact that you have, like, workbenches everywhere in the city. So you're always able to repair your items. But it can be, like, a real chore after, like, the fifth or sixth quest. Where you're like, oh, I have to run all the way down there again? Forget it. So it's, it's a bit of a lull, a, a long lull in the middle of the game. I mean, it's still not enough to make it crappy or unrecommendable. It's just if obviously if you're playing on PC or playing on 360, you you don't have these uh these problems with co-op like I'm having. So I'm sure it's uh, I I could easily understand that if you had friends in that experience, it'd be a much better experience because you can have because you can complete quests together, right? Mm-hmm. So I would easily be like, okay, Chris, I have to go all the way over here. You have to go all the way over there. We'll meet up and like you take Anna and I'll take Quinn. We'll meet up in five minutes and you guys ah. go and you do your things. You come back and you. Could, I could easily see even with four people. It's like okay, I need to go into the, the center of town with tons of infected who are gonna swarm me. You you keep them busy while I go get the stuff. If, if I were, if I were able to do that, I would have had a much better experience in that one section. But bad glitches. And oh, and not only that though, but man, talk about it's just shoddy programming. I, like the entire middle section too, plagued with audio issues. Like at one point, I felt like I was playing inside of a plastic tube, and at another point, I mean, some of the cutscenes weren't working. 
Oh, and, and for some inexplicable reason, this open world zombie game shoves you into underground sewer after underground sewer, walking back and forth in these tiny narrow corridors, and that's supposed to be fun. This is just uh, sounds delightful. <laughs> like, let me. Sl- I'm a little frustrated because I'm still waiting for my patch that will let me play with people on my friends list and not have to worry about losing chunks and chunks and hours of time. So right now, if you play with people on your friends list, you lose progress. It, it's it's sketchy. I mean, you may lose progress. You may not lose progress. Ooh. You it, you you it can be you could lose maybe ten minutes. The last checkpoint, maybe an hour. It's it's uh, it's completely inconsistent. No oh, fun. Yeah. So that's, I'm still waiting uh, for that. That's patch. delightful. So three out of five. <laughs> three out of five. <laughs> it's it's still worth experiencing. I think with a couple of friends, I, what I did do is I made a separate character from my main one. And I played online with that one whenever I had the chance, and I was just thinking, well, if I lose data here, it's not my main one. I don't care. Okay. So I did – when I was playing with this one guy, I mean, this guy, we had a lot of fun. We were doing quests. I, I picked a weaker character that wasn't maybe viable by, by herself, and that guy just sort of – it was fun playing with another person. That game was a much better, enjoyable, much more experience with another person. Cool. Yes, Cypher in the Snow tried playing with a full party last Sunday. It was so bad, we'd freeze every 10 minutes. Unplayable for co-op, waiting for patch. So you know what? All of my problems right now, they, might, they, may, they may not be existent. They may, be, they may not be there in a week. Hmm. Oh, and interesting enough, there's supposed to be some, free, some DLC that's supposed to come out, like this arena mode that everyone's supposed to get. They delayed that until they can fix all the problems with the game. So, so it may never come out. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's I'm a little down on it, but I, I I got through it, and once I got to the jungle area, I was like, okay, finally, this is the Dead Island I enjoyed. This is the Dead Island I came for. So once I got out of that city, I felt much better. Okay. So, all right, all right. mixed bag, mixed, mixed bag. bag indeed. Uh, I don't even know where to go from there. Quinn, did I know. you have? Uh, I vented my yes. frustration. Quinn, did you have some some gaming uh, adventures well, um, from the week to of, share for my, us? A uh, copy of Tales of Zillia arrived. Um, yeah, uh, it's really good. Is it? All yes. Right. Tell me so how. Tell me why. Details. Um, most of the improve. Well, the problem was with the two uh, previous games that came out on um, the the two previous Tales games that have been on the PS3, as they were both ports. Tales of Vesperia was originally a 360 port. Yes, it was a it was a superior port, but it was still a port. And uh, Grace's F, um, which I have been quite complimentary about in the past, is uh, is still a Wii port. Mm-hmm. Um, Tales of Zillia definitely looks like a, a, a game developed for the PS3. Um, it runs very well. Um, the gameplay is solid. The battle system is is definitely one of the highlights of it. Um, as much as I don't like the fact that they've brought back in a mana resource, which was something that was missing from Graces, um, I don't mind it that much. Uh, I, I, uh, I think it'd probably be easier if I just link. I made a very long post about it in um, on the forums somewhere. Uh, I didn't post it up as an actual import review because that meant actually having to pay attention to my grammar and my spelling. <laughs> I see. And we can't have that now, can we? <laughs> 
All right. Uh, Master Chief, I'm not quite sure what the insinuation is, but uh, I actually hold a lot of the Tales games in quite high respect as far as JRPGs go. But as uh, the way it's currently going, Zillia will probably knock Vesperia off my pre- list of preferred Tales games. Probably. Oh, that's interesting, because even among people who aren't generally Tales fans, Vesperia is pretty highly regarded. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, I know. I, 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 think, I think Zillia does hold up better than Vesperia. At, at right. least as far I haven't finished it yet though so pretty high yeah, who knows there might be the a middle thing, city full yeah. of zombies that you hate yeah well yeah that's always possible um, but yeah uh, it's pretty it's been pretty good so far so alright um, yeah the other game I've been playing is uh, Riot has started the uh, limited beta testing for um, League of Legends Dominion their new game mode thing Ooh, how'd you get into that uh, you basically, um, they were opening it at, pe- uh, uh, sorry, they were opening it at um, off-peak times, at least on uh, the US servers. Okay. However, because I'm, a, because I'm an English person playing on the American servers, this kind of means that... Wait, wait, uh, their, you're British? Their definition, yeah. I had no idea. That their, def- their definition of um, off-peak means that the beta starts at like, I don't know, <laughs> five o'clock in the evening. Hmm. That's good yeah, for you. So it's actually really quite accessible. Um, and yeah, it's probably most fun I've had with League of Legends in quite some time. So yeah, really fun. What's your favorite um, changes but, to it? Well, I mean, it's a completely different game mode um, in that uh, the original is this, you know, th- uh, well, the 5v5 map at least is just a, um, a three-lane um almost carbon copy of um, Defense of the Ancients, whereas Dominion, thankfully, is something, well, new. Okay. So, um, And the only other one that I have been playing is um, I logged on to um, a multiplayer server for Minecraft for the first time, and I must admit I was not actually expecting to see a 100-foot tall perf- pixel-perfect rendition of Nyan Cat as soon as I logged in. <laughs> you just randomly logged in, and there was Nyan Cat just sitting right and there. I, I, I was playing on the PC Gamer, the PC Gamer UK um, server, mm-hmm. and they have a spawn point. You know, a quite well decorated spawn point that's in the middle of a town um, where all new players log in. And if you walk out of the south and go, just look to the right. There is a 100 foot tall Nyan Cat. That's awesome. Um, I mean, yeah, the thing that really impressed me is someone has clearly spent a lot of time on is, um, or, or that they've used some sort of world editor at the very least, is um, there is a fully functioning underground system. Oh. <laughs> There's subways? You know, because we're... Oh, right, because you're British, right? Yeah. Someone has, someone, has made, someone has made a copy of the London Underground. Is there a mind the gap sign and everything? Actually, I think that's the only thing that's missing. Hmm. Weird. Uh, they should add that. Wow. But yes, as far as I'm concerned, uh, for anyone who's interested in Tales games, you will probably want to play Tales of Zillia. It's really good. When does that come out here? No idea. You've still got to wait for Graces, which comes out sometime When's it coming next... out in Europe? It's already out. <laughs> you already got it. No, no, no. Chris, I imported it, remember? Oh, right, right, right. You're playing it in Japanese. Yes, That's, like I have done cheating. for every. You're cheating. Like I have done for every Tales game since Symphonia. Yeah, you cheat a lot. Some of that. 
Big well, cheer. if they, I don't know, if they hurried up with, um, if they hurried up with uh, localizing them, I wouldn't have to. I wouldn't Cheating, have to. Cheatington. Yeah. Mm, well, yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. So Quinn's cheating, and uh, the rest of us are uh, waiting for all these games to come out. Next week, I can tell you what comes out in the U.S. And that is, uh, oh, let me get my sheet back up here. It's a poop kind of stuff. It's Tatori. Yeah, Tele Tatori, The Adventure of Ireland. And Four Swords Anniversary Edition. On your 3DS, which will be free, I believe. And I don't remember the other one. Solato Robo. Solato Robo. Oh, yeah, that's finally coming out for you guys, isn't it? Yep. Uh, X-Men Destiny. And Lord of the Rings Online is getting an expansion called Rise of Isengard. Did you ever email Elise about getting a character for that? No. I lost interest. <laughs> I've got enough things but going on. But they're taking the hobbits to Isengard? <laughs> yes. They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. But, uh, yeah. So there's uh, there's some pl- stuff to play next week. Uh, otherwise, if you're not interested in any of that, you can keep waiting for... Well, Diablo 3 is next year, so I don't know what you're waiting for at this point. What else is coming out? Torchlight. Skyrim. Skyrim and Torchlight. And Rune Factory. Yeah, I'm sure everyone's waiting for Rune Factory. Shut up. Everybody's waiting for Rune Factory. Might and Magic Heroes 6. Might and Magic Heroes 6 is a. Uh, Rune, Rune Factory Oceans oh, is listed as a. We forgot to mention the fact that Clash of Heroes, or Might Magic Clash of Heroes, the expansion's out on PC now. Yeah, it is. Popped up on uh, Gamerscape, so I need to pick it up. Mm, yeah, go check that out. And Might Magic Hero 6 is October 13th, I guess. People are excited about that. Hopefully that'll be good. All right, that's it. Please, oh, yeah, December 20th. You're waiting for Star Wars The Old Republic and Dark Souls, which isn't on our list and should be. Why is that not on our release list? October's going to be very busy. Dark Souls did not get added to our release list. What the hell? That is, oh, wait, there have... it is. It's right there. I just missed it. Yeah? Yeah, there's still BlizzCon and IndieCade coming up. Yay, BlizzCon. I can't wait. Even though there's no releases that'll coincide with BlizzCon, I'm, I'm excited to watch it. Um, oh, uh, that's it. That's it. People should send us feedback. Podcast at rpgamer.com. You should watch next oh, week. We'll be live. And of Extra course. Life, too. Extra Life! Yes, let's plug Extra Life. Why aren't you what helping a busy children? October. Yeah, you should be helping children and getting getting us ready to do our 24-hour gaming marathon in uh, in hopes of raising money for children dealing with diseases everywhere. We're helping uh, local hospitals, local to us. Uh, I'm I'm fighting. I'm playing for a children's hospital out here in Wisconsin, uh, in the Milwaukee area. Uh, Anna, who are you playing for? Vancouver Children's Hospital. See, and you can go to into uh, rpgamer.com. And we have a big button that says Extra Life on the right side. Go check it out. We've got a contest going on where you can big win big, 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 big People prizes. need to donate because we are so close to breaking into the top 25 teams. Mm-hmm. We hit 28th earlier this week. Yep. So go donate. Donate to me. I raised my cap. I hit 100 already, so yeah. now I'm shooting for 250. So go, go click on our big extra so like button. I've got, a, I've got a link there to the details on the contest, but if you click the big logo on that page, and you'll and see how you thank get... you to the listener who donated to me. Mm-hmm. And you, prizes you get to win. Sony wireless headset, action figures from uh, uh, the, the new uh, uh, Twisted Metal. 
We've got of God of War three collector's edition. We have Starhawk promotional T-shirts. We've got Unsired, Uncharted three collector's edition signed. Uh, we've got vouchers for Chantilly's, uh, vouchers for Bastion on Steam, uh, vouchers for Dragon Fantasy on the iPhone. We've got uh, EA Sports Ultimate Pack where you get Tiger Woods 12, Madden 12, NCAA Football 12, NHL 12, and Fight Night. <laughs> and uh, PlayStation Home Baseball Caps. There you go. <laughs> With vouchers for over $130 worth of PlayStation Home items. <laughs> Some people might not want to win that one, but that's a lot of diesel clothing. <laughs> that is a lot of diesel clothing. <laughs> All sorts of cool prizes. Go check it out and donate. You get entered. Help the children. That's why we're playing. Please donate. We're gonna have live streams here. We're gonna have live streams on uh, psnation.org. Uh, you'll be able to see me on uh, on the PS Nation stream. I think uh, Roy's got a stream that'll be running. Uh, Quinn's got a stream that'll be running, and. Maybe. Maybe. maybe I'm still well, maybe maybe, on maybe that not. One. Well, whatever. Um, I don't know. We'll have streams all over the darn place. Yep. Make sure to sign up for a, a chat account on Twitch.tv, and uh, of course, also be in the RP Gamer chat room. They'll be chatting all over the place. Gaming will be happening all over the place. Should be a really exciting day. October fifteenth at eight a.m. local time, Central Time for me. I'll be Central Time in the U.S. Uh, Quinn will be eight a.m. At, uh, GMT, I guess. So yeah, yeah, should be. So lots of stuff going on that whole weekend. Very exciting. And then the following weekend is BlizzCon. That's so cool. Be fun. One yep, weekend. And the weekend before fun. is yeah. Indicate if anyone cares about indie games. Lots of uh, interesting stuff coming out of there. Cool. All right. And with that, we're going to sign off. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Come watch us next week live in the chat room at rpgamer.com slash live. And you can win free prizes in the chat room. So I need to, uh, I need to give out some prizes in the chat room. I wonder if I have any stuff I have here still accurate. Oh, check it out. Um, somebody in the chat room should claim a Mass Effect bl- inflatable Omni Blade. Who wants a Mass Effect 3 inflatable Omni Blade? Where in the world did you get that? Uh, at PAX. Oh, I want to see this. Uh, well, I'm not blowing it up because I need to, uh, I'm leaving it sealed so someone can, can get it. <laughs> Boiled, uh, Boiled is, is, is claiming it. Anyone else want an Omni Blade? A what? Mass Effect, th- Mass Effect, the Omni Blade. That's the tool that does everything. No, that's the Omni or, Omni tool, and in Mass Effect Three, you get the Omni Blade because you get a melee attack too. What the hell is it? Sorry, it's an inflatable I mean, Omni Blade. Blade that comes out of his yeah, no, no. yeah, you arm. open this package up and you blow it up, and you get the Omni Blade that you put on your arm, and you can stab okay. fools with it. Yeah, I think Boyle's going to win that because he's the only one claiming it. Hey, you could always send it here. <laughs> You're on the podcast. I'm giving this to the to the listeners. Yes, we're ineligible. Yeah. Come on, man. You know how that works. All right. So uh, yeah, and I think I have a bunch of Steam codes for. I think I still have a bunch of Steam codes for Deus Ex Arms and Team Fortress Two. I need to give away. <laughs> and like a bag and a Penny Arcade and the Rain Slick Precipice of Darkness Episode One Collector's Edition box. This Verizon handkerchief. I don't know how I got that. Anyway. All right. So please come watch us live. Prizes and all that sort of stuff. And we'll uh, see you next week. Until then, bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye now. <laughs>